The truth lives. Political bomb show starring Rayshawn Blyden. Welcome to Political Bomb Show. I'm your host, Rayshawn Blyden. If you'd like to give us a call, you can call 323-835-1123 or visit politicalbombshow.cf. Today, we're going to be talking to someone who is a recovering pornography addict. And he has a book out called The Addiction Nobody Will Talk About. This is very true. I don't think of myself of being addicted to it, but when I think about it, I think I watch porn myself maybe every day or close to every day. So I don't know if that's considered being an addict or not, but it's something that we should start talking about. About Josh, Joshua himself, he was a pillar of his community. Nobody knew about his mental health and pornography addiction issues that eventually came to a head when he was publicly shamed and outed, losing almost everything in the process. Today, though, he's almost four years addiction-free and has released a new memoir about his journey to rock bottom and back up again. So... He's taking the time to talk to us today, so let's get to him. Hi, welcome to Political Booster. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Now, you were going to talk today about porn addiction. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, porn addiction... Uh, was just actually, uh, a lot of people debate whether it's a real addiction or not, but the World Health Organization uh, about three, four weeks ago just ruled that it is an actual addiction. Sex addiction, porn addiction are both actual addictions, just like any other kind that's out there. Um, I dealt with that for about 20, 25 years and then was uh, taken down pretty hard and uh, have spent the last four and a half years in recovery. I wrote a book, and I also talk to churches, talk at libraries, uh, other people, you know, try to counsel people who have this uh, affliction because most people don't want to talk about it because it involves sex, yet one out of every three uh, men between the ages of 18 and 30 in America say that they believe they're addicted to porn. So it's a conversation we need to start having. Okay, so you said you you did uh, suffer with it for 25 years. When did it start? What age and how did it progress? Uh, for me, I was probably 11 or 12 years old, and uh, an older cousin showed me a couple of hardcore pornography magazines. I think it was Hustler, might have been Penthouse. And uh, the first time I saw porn, I felt like I had discovered something special. I just I just knew I had something there. Um, it was similar to the way I felt a few years later, the first time I got drunk. Um, it was just this gigantic feeling of relief of I found so a way to escape this world. And as I progressed, you know, growing up, I started to uh, be able to find uh, stores where I could rent videotapes that were pornographic, or I could I found corner stores that I could buy Playboys. And, you know, they looked the other way, even though I was under 18 years old. As I progressed through my 20s, um, it was something that I hid. I had girlfriends and I had a you know very good job. 
a series of good jobs, but it was one of those things that I hid from everybody. And I think I did it uh, only when I was by myself, usually late at night, because it allowed me to escape who I was. During the day, I could be a professional guy or, or a husband or a politician or whatever I happened to be um, at that moment in that role. But after you know, everybody went home, after everybody went to bed, there I was, one, two in the morning, um, really not liking who I was, trying to escape who I was. And the way that I did that was through pornography and alcohol. So would you say today that you try to stay away from porn because of the addiction that you had in the past? Absolutely, 100%. I know if I look, much like having an, a, another drink, if I look at pornography again, I'll probably fall right back into it. Um, and the tricky thing with pornography is, you know, we know pornography when we think of, you know, the triple X, you know, hardcore stuff. But just something as simple as, you know, an HBO movie uh, or something on, you know, National Geographic Channel, um, if it's looked at the wrong way, um, that could be considered pornography, depending on who you are and how you use it. So I have to be very cognizant that if I go to a movie at a movie theater, you know, if I know there's a nude scene, that's fine. There's a nude scene. I just deal with it and move on. I have to be more careful if I'm like alone by myself watching a movie late at night to make sure that that, uh, that doesn't happen. And so, you know, thankfully there's the internet. You can look up anything that's going to be on TV and make sure nothing's going to tempt you. Right, right. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I I think there's just too much pornography, and I, I'm norm, normally I don't like government interfering because I'm a I'm a small government type of guy. But yeah, I feel me too. In this case, oh good. So I feel in this case though something's got to be done. It's really I think it is a it could be an epidemic if it's not already an epidemic. Do you think it's an epidemic? I think that it is an epidemic. And we need to start talking about it quickly because if we don't, statisticians have uh, shown how the Internet has made a younger generation uh, addicted to pornography. And statisticians say if we don't do anything about this, come 20, 25 years from now, half the men in America and one quarter of the women in America are going to be clinically addicted to pornography. That's going to make the opioid crisis seem like nothing when we have – three out of every four people, or excuse me, one out of every two men and one out of every four women in this country who are addicted to pornography. That's a sexually unhealthy society, and we have to start doing something. And I agree with you. I'm not about shutting down the pornography industry because I do believe in a small government. and I don't want you to tell me how to live my life, whether it's drinking or gambling or any of those things that are legal. I just think that as a society, we need to start having these conversations because if you if you put heroin in your arm, odds are you knew it was bad going into the situation. You still made that decision. I don't think people realize just how bad pornography can be before they even start looking at it because most are looking at it when they're 10, 11 years old after school to get hooked on it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Now, let me ask you about this. What do you, have you heard about the new sex bus that that's going to be popular and they're coming out with? Have you heard anything about that? I I I saw uh, something in passing uh, in uh, Newsweek or Time magazine talking about that. Um, you know, it's you know what if if it's not illegal, 
and it makes you feel good, fantastic. But like anything else, you can get addicted to it. You know, they they sell all kinds of devices that you can get addicted to. Um, it's a matter of knowing that if you go down this road, there's a chance that you get addicted. You know, uh, I'm not addicted to gambling. I can go into a casino. I can spend $50 and walk away with no, no problem. But I can't walk into a bar and order a beer. Now, there are people who are the exact opposite. And like I said, I don't want the government to get involved and tell us what to do. I just think that people need to know what they're getting into, that sexuality, pornography, these types of things are now proven. I mean, science has actually proven that it's the exact same thing that happens in your brain as when you get addicted to heroin or meth or gambling or drinking, whatever it is, the same thing is happening in your brain. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I'm I'm one of those opposites. I can't step into a casino, but I could step into a bar with no problem. So I yeah. uh, I could understand that. But I mean, some men say that some of these toys, like uh, I'm not sure what the name, like a pocket rocket, I guess you'd call it. I'm not sure of the exact name of it. Uh, you know, uh, those toys. The small vibrator. Men, it, yeah. Right. It desensitizes you to to uh, humans. Is what I've heard, but I don't know. That's right. Well, I'm not. I, I I don't know about that with with uh, actual intercourse, but I talk to a lot of professional therapists, and they say with men that are like 18 to 25, they are seeing more erectile dysfunction issues that aren't physical; they're mental than they've ever seen before, and they've actually introduced a, a term for it. It's PIED, PIED. It's porn-induced erectile dysfunction. And then a lot of young guys who grew up 10, 11, 12 years old getting hooked on porn, they cannot actually perform sexually with their partners unless they're watching porn when they're doing that. Just having their partner there with them is not enough. They need pornography on in the background to perform. doesn't matter how great or hot their girlfriend is, how, you know, whatever she's done to make herself look pretty or whatever situation they're in. These are guys who are having problem performing. They're also it's also happening to women as well on a much lo- a lower number. But yeah, we're we're having a gen- we're going to have a generation of young men who can't perform sexually because the porn has fried their brains. And that's really what it does. Addiction is when your dopamine receptors in your brain ultimately get fried because you just keep feeding them too much of a certain substance. Oh wow. I didn't know to realize that that's that's really I could I could see why that's happening though I really think the government because the small government got something's got to be done really this is a bad thing oh it is and I'll put it to you this way you look at the opioid crisis now we knew this was going to happen if you go back to the 1960s you can actually watch cop shows on TV and they're talking about heroin. And you can go back now 25, almost 30 years and hear songs from Eminem and the people who rapped at the time he did singing about abusing Vicodin. It's not like we didn't know the opioid crisis was coming. It's just that in America, we decided people who used opioids, people who used heroin, they were just gross and disgusting and, and lower than us. And we weren't going to deal with them because that's just gross. Well, what happened? Now we live in a world where it's a rare family where somebody doesn't have an opioid problem or somebody doesn't have a friend who has an opioid problem. It's because we did nothing as a country about this. We just sat there, and now, 30 years after we should have been doing something, 
Now we're reacting to it. Now we're putting some money towards it. And what I'm trying to tell people is with pornography, let's be proactive. Let's put money towards it now. Let's put education towards it now. You know, if if a health class in high school is going to talk about not using drugs or not drinking, have it also talk a little bit about pornography. And it doesn't have to – you don't have to be graphic. You don't have to be gross. You don't have to show pictures. People know what pornography is. Just tell them what it's going to do to them physically. It's not like you hand out heroin to the kids and tell them what it's going to do. You just tell them. And we need to have that kind of education in this country if we're going to take this on and if we're going to lower these rates with the next generation. I, I totally agree with you. Now, you think, what do you think we could do le- legislatively? Shall we call our congressmen and women and tell them to try to do something about it? What do you think the best course of action is? I think, the best, I think the best course of action is at the absolute lowest level, your school department. Find out what the sex ed curriculum is and then ask if there's any talk about pornography because almost every school has some – every school system has some sort of uh, sex ed curriculum. Now, there are certain places, you know, in the South that preach abstinence only. That's cool. There are some places that are very open and hand out condoms to their students. That's fine, too. Porn addiction doesn't know any specific group. I was in. I went to rehab for porn addiction. I met men and women, young, old, black, white, Asian, Mexican, you know, rich people, poor people. It didn't matter. There were so many different types of people who were porn addicts that as long as we can get some education to the schools, and I'm not saying anything. It doesn't need to be anything more than 10 minutes in one class just saying that porn is as bad as any drug. Porn is as bad as any other habit. It can mess you up. And you know, we're still going to have some people who become porn addicts because we still have people who become drug addicts or alcoholics or gambling addicts, even though they know it's bad for them. But at least that education was there, and parents can start to do that as well. You know, if you have a six- or seven-year-old kid, I'll just tell them, if you run into any pictures when you're using an iPad or any pictures when you're using a computer that, you know, are naked people and you don't, you're not comfortable with that and you don't like that, Just let me know where you got that, and we'll take care of it. And that's all it has to be. You know, kids, you know, people think kids just want to be rambunctious and are little devils. Kids actually want direction. And if you can teach kids at a young age that they shouldn't be looking at pornography until they're maybe, you know, 17, 18 years old, if you can teach them that, we're going to go a long way as a country to not having 15-year-old porn addicts. And that's going to go a long way to not having 30-year-old porn addicts and 45-year-old porn addicts as time goes on. Right. Now, what would you say to someone, say they're, 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 they know that they're addicted to porn, where would they go for help? Well, there are a lot of different ways you can get help. Um, they're much like somebody who uh, is an alcoholic or drug user. There are 12-step groups. There is Sexaholics Anonymous. There's Sex Addicts Anonymous. Um, those are two, if you kind of like that, uh, that format, those are great. You'll meet a lot of people who are in the same boat as you are, who you can talk to. Um, there is one-on-one therapy sessions. Uh, uh here's to show you how big this uh, problem's getting. About 10 years ago, there was 500 certified sex addiction therapists in this country. Now there's over 3,000. 
So you can find people who have specialized in this in school and can talk to you one-on-one like any other kind of therapy. Um, there, there are also the um, inpatient rehabilitation centers like I went to. You know, people go to rehab for drinking or drugs. I went to rehab for porn addiction, and it was great. It absolutely changed my life. It was fantastic. Um, and then finally, if you're still a little bit too – uh, Leary, there are online forums that you can join anonymously and talk to people and share your thoughts. Recovery.org is one of them. Uh, your Brain Rebalanced is one of them. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, people can go to my website, and I've got all of these things, the 12-step groups, the rehabs, the uh, other uh, online chat boards. Go to my website, which is uh, recoveringpornaddict.com. And there's a resources page, and you can click and find all of this stuff I'm talking about in one place. So you just check out uh, recoveringpornaddict.com. You can also uh, buy copies of my book there as well. All right, yeah, tell us about your book. Well, I wrote my book when I realized just how many people had a stereotype about a certain type of person who was a porn addict. I think most people think porn addict and they think like some 19-year-old kid living in his mom's basement who's never kissed a girl in real life. And that's just not who porn addicts are. I mean, I know those some people are. But like I said, when I went to rehab, I, I met every type of person. And I'm trying to with this book, tell people uh, you you can't stereotype this. Anybody can have this. If one out of three men under 30 think they have this, that's not all 19-year-olds who, you know, live in their mom's basement. That's a wide cross-section of people. Odds are you know many porn addicts. They just aren't willing to step forward. The second reason I wrote the book was for porn addicts themselves. Um, the book the book is not really self-help, although there are a lot of lessons in it. It's not full of statistics. The book is just about my descent into pornography addiction. And I'm hoping that some people can look at it as a cautionary tale. Maybe there are some guys who are in the early stages of addiction or even in the later ongoing stages who can look at it and see my story and go, oh, this is where he ends up. Okay, I don't want to be there. I need to uh, I need to get help for this right now. So. Hopefully it'll help some people. Um, it's in over 200 uh, libraries in America right now, and that number keeps growing. And what's the name of the book again? The book is called The Addiction Nobody Will Talk About. Okay. Which, you know, yeah, you can get it right on my website, which is recoveringpornaddict.com. Uh, if you don't want to go there, you can also find it on Amazon. Okay, great. And is, is there anything else you want to leave with someone who who's a porn addict but they're afraid to get help? If you're absolutely scared to death to get help, go onto the Internet and just visit my website. Look at some of the articles that I've written. Um, look at some of the resources. Learn a little bit about it. If you think you might be, learn a little bit about it to figure out if you really are. And if you really are, you then have the decision to make, do I get help or do I not get help? If you decide not to get help, then God be with you. I hope that things work out. If you decide to get help, there are many ways there that you can. Um, you know, really, really not a difficult uh, – it's not a difficult decision for me. Once I, you know, realized what I, what an addict I was, I needed the help. Um, and I hope that people who are out there – will recognize this is a real addiction and 
that there is help out there. You have to look for it. It's not like a lot of drugs where it's everywhere, but there is help out there, and you can find it, and you can get over this. I've been more than four years now, and I haven't looked at pornography. Is it still difficult at times? Yes, but my life is so much better now than it ever was before. All right. Give them your website once again, sir. All right. That is recoveringpornaddict.com. All right. Thank you very much for spending some time with us today. I hope that that someone who's listening who needs help will definitely visit his website and get the resources and help that you need. And thank you very much for uh, talking and, to us today. Yeah. And thanks so much for giving me the time. A lot of people are still afraid to do it. You're doing a real good thing here. So thank you. I appreciate it. And everyone should visit recoveringpornaddict.com if you need some help with resources and read his book of his memoirs, how he uh, got through the struggles of doing that. We'll be right back. It all started when I was 11. At the mall I saw angels, but they didn't come from heaven. From their curves to their lips, feminine perfection. To youthful eyes, they were basically naked. That night, my imagination thrived. They haunted my eyes. I felt butterflies rise. Amazed, I had never seen a woman that way. And I fantasized what it would be like. So full of innocence, I didn't even know what I stepped into. Setting foot upon this road, one picture turned to two, two turned into four. The next thing I knew, I was way out of control. So young, but already I'd been told the measure of a woman is her body, not her soul. Plus, the hormones in my body were not just to help me grow. So girls replaced the toys I'd outgrown. We flew together and I know Welcome back to Political Bomb Show. Very powerful song. Very inspirational if you're suffering with uh, with porn addiction. And I want to bring in to the show next this time someone named Trip Lee. And in less than three minutes, Trip Lee is going to offer truth to Christians struggling with porn. He reminds us that God's good news, the seriousness of pornography, and the benefits of involving other believers to help us fight it. So, very powerful, and let's have him on right now. Uh, well, pornography has been something that's been on my heart a lot over the past many years as I've thought about uh, my music and my writing in any ways I can influence one because I just know how much of an epidemic it really is among young men. Um, it's come to the point where if I talk to a young man about his life, uh, I'm not whether somebody my age or a little bit younger or maybe a little bit older, I'm not at all surprised to hear that there's some kind of struggle with porn. And I would be shocked if I met a young man who hasn't had a struggle with it at some point because it's just so easily accessible and it's, uh, it's so damaging to our soul. So, so when I talk to young men who are struggling with it, uh, often what you get, if it's a Christian, if it's a guy who's a Christian and really wants to honor Jesus, often what you get is it's just very deep despair. Uh, because it's unique 
It's a unique sin, even unique to other sexual sins, because you don't, at this point, have to go anywhere to indulge in it. You don't have to make a long series of bad decisions to fall into it. It can just be very easy in your pocket at any moment. There's often this kind of despair, feeling they're imprisoned by their sin, feeling they want to fight it, they felt like it was good for a week. And so one of the first things that I want to do is I want to remind them of the gracious gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus. That, hey, you could have looked at porn every day for the last 500 days, and Jesus has not run out of grace. That same cross that you heard about the first time is the same cross that can forgive you now. The second thing I want to do is I want to press into their heart the seriousness of that sin. That we wouldn't in any way think just because it's our eyes on a computer screen or because it's just us by ourselves engaging whatever we're engaging in that it's less of a serious sin. Now listen, it's very serious, mainly because of the God you're sinning against. Also the people you're sinning against who you're watching on the porn and also the way it's going to affect your life, your relationship with Jesus, your future marriage if you're not married yet, your marriage if you are married, all of those reasons. Uh, and then the third thing I want to encourage is be very open about that sin. The biggest mistake I think that so many people make because of embarrassment uh, and though we wouldn't want to admit it, our love for that sin is we don't want to expose ourselves to other people. But when we refuse to expose that sin, what we're really saying is instead of killing this sin, I'm going to coddle it. Instead of fighting this sin, I'm going to protect it and I'm going to leave it over here in the dark where it can keep surviving and keep growing and go deep into my heart. If we want to kill that sin, we have to expose it. We have to bring other people in and confess that sin very regularly. So those are the main things. I want to remind you of the gospel. I want to remind you how serious that sin is. And I want to remind you of the benefits of other believers in your life to help you fight it. So this is very encouraging stuff for young men of Christian faith that struggles with porn addiction. It's very, very much difficult, as um, Joshua has told you, because we're surrounded in this. And like we both said, we're both small government guys, but something's got to be done. Obviously, something needs to be done about this because it's just definitely at at a bad um, a bad time. It's an epidemic, pretty much, because anyone with a with a phone in their hand, and we know teenagers definitely have phones in their hand. Parents are not going to be able to monitor and keep them away from from the pornography, it's just too accessible. They, if they're not gonna get it from their phone, they'll see it on their friends' phones, they'll find it on TV somewhere, a YouTube, a porn tube, they'll find it somewhere. It's just too accessible, it really is too accessible. When I was growing up, it was very hard to come by because you only had the magazines and um, that was very, it was more difficult to come by, but on websites, I mean, you can lie about your age. You go to a website that says, are you 18 or older? You just say yes. That's how easy they make it. They want them. They want you to go there. They don't care if you're underage. They make it too easy. All they do, you, you go to any porn website, they'll say, are you an adult? They're just going to ask you. You think the kids are going to say, no, I'm not an adult and leave? No. So it's stupid. It, it's a problem. It's a huge issue. I think that pornography is just too widespread. It's just, it's out of control. And as being a, a man, I don't can't speak for a woman, but for a man, at least for myself, it's just in my head constantly, you're fighting it. It's just in your mind because you just think about it 24 hours a day. It's impossible almost to not think about it. 
it's it's just in your face. You can't not think about it as as a guy goes. And then the more you think about it, and then you start to go through masturbation and this type of stuff. And it's just it's very addicting, like like uh, Joshua said. And I know that there are many other people, many other guys that goes through the same with the same thing. So if you want to talk on air about and share your experiences, then let us know to when you want to come on the show and talk about it. Just leave us a voice message and we will definitely reach back out to you. If you have this, this problem that you want to talk about that you're struggling with it, or you you've beaten it like Joshua did, then give us a call three, two, three, eight, three, five, one, one, two, three. And we'd be happy to have you on the show because it's definitely, um, it's definitely at epidemic proportions. Joshua talked about young men. It's psychological now. They can't have sex with their partners because there's no pornography on. So there's no way they can get, you know, erected without the pornography in the background. So, um, I don't know if I'm at that stage. I wouldn't say that I'm at that stage, but having the pornography on does enhance and make it better. So I don't know. I'm thinking that's not a good thing, but I don't need the pornography, but why it's in my head. So it's just as bad. It's just like, I have a vivid imagination, a a pornographic imagination, not a pornographic. I mean, a photogenic, photogenic memory and, so I don't even need it. It's in my head. I could see it vivid as clear as day. And so that's also not a good thing. So um, I agree with Joshua. This is a bad thing. And um, I don't, the government doesn't even seem to be doing anything about it. I don't know that they, well, they must know it's an epidemic. I mean, look at some of the, the sex scandals in our government. You don't think that they suffer with these things too? So something's got to be done. A politician's got to step up and bring this to the floor. They have to create a bill to do something to rein these pornography, pornographic sites, pornographic DVDs, videos. They got to rein it in. They have to rein it in. It's just way out of proportion. Like I said, you can go anywhere. You you could be a kid and just type in whateverporn.com and all they ask you, are you 18? or older, or are you an adult? And you, you click yes. And or some of them say, what's your age? You put in a, a date date that your age is. Of course, you're gonna put in a date that makes you an adult. So it's not, a, it's not a good system. They gotta make it more difficult for children to get their hands on pornography. They make it too easy and too simple for children to get their hands on pornography. If they have these things, like I have a, a fire fire TV, and the uh, Roku stick, it's very easy to to uh, subscribe to an adult channel and then they'll have access to pornography that way. Or on even on the Fire TV where you could install such things as uh, Kodi and you can get what you want on their adult channel. So it's really too easy to get your hands on it. They really, they have to rein it in. Something's got to be done about this. It's way out of control, way, way out of control. Like I said, in my day and age, when I was growing up, it was hard to get my hands on magazines. 
because you had to go to a store and buy it. And back then, you know, the store owners had uh, had morals. They wouldn't try to sell it to a kid because to get a quick buck. If you weren't of age, they were not going to let you get a magazine. Now, obviously, you know, there are some kids who would go in there and steal the magazines, but it was still more difficult to get your hands on it. Nowadays, everyone's got a phone, so it's very easy to get your hands on pornography. And it's very, uh, it's a very, epi- it's an epidemic, like like Joshua said. So I hope that um, that this show is being somewhat of help to someone who is uh, a porn addict or a recovering porn addict. And if you want to get on the show and talk about it, we'd love to have you here. So definitely, um, definitely come on the show and talk about it. And um, I hope your weekend is going well. This is not really one of those long segments. This is just uh, almost like a PSA, public service announcement, just to, you know, ring the alarm, letting people know, especially men, young men. This is more of a young man. But obviously, I'm sure there's some women who would go through porn porn addiction, but I don't think it's I think that's more rare. I think more so men goes through these addiction. But obviously if you're a woman going through this this problem, I'm not excluding you. I'd like you to call in as well if you would like to talk about what you've been going through as far as porn addiction goes. So um please uh stay tuned for for some more um some more on this subject in the future because we will definitely bring it back up. We need to have awareness for this. It's very, very, very troubling that young men are able to get their hands on pornography so easily. What's happened to our society? We just, with our morals have gone down the toilet. It really has. So um, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to ever fix this. It's like one, one, like how they say, once you let the genie out of the bottle, it's hard to put the genie back into the bottle. So I don't know that anything will be be done about this at all, or it could be legislated. But I think that pornography companies has to be reined in. It definitely has to be reined in. I mean, some of the stuff out there is like they, they, they're, they're looking for younger clientele to watch their stuff. I mean, some of the names, like, I can't even really think of any, but like teens or They'll have teens sex or barely teens and all this kind of stuff. You see stuff like that as a teenager, you're gonna you're gonna be more addicted to that. You're gonna want to see that. So I think it's a very bad thing. I think what the government did by shutting down, like Craigslist, for instance, you used to have the um, you used to have sex trafficking going through there. So I mean, yeah, I used to like going there every now and then. What guy don't like going on? those uh sites went women for men and so on trying to to what do they call it you know get a date and or even sometime with what they call one night stand or they call them hookups now they don't call them like one night stands anymore so that avenue is gone and uh and the reason it's gone is because there was sex trafficking going on in that site so i'm really happy that they put a stop to it now they need to put a stop or rein in the pornography websites, the pornography 
video industry, they need to rein it in. It's just way, way out of control, way out of control. I don't have anything else to say on this. I think we said we covered quite a bit. And I think that if you need the help, go seek the help, like Joshua said. Thank you and have a great weekend, everyone. Oh, baby, come on, so come on, people, baby.